Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, welcome in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards, we are live in the Clay Can't Be Canceled, Clay Edwards Show Studios, Clay, ClayEdwardsShow.com Studios out here. <laughs> I get it right. I get it right. Uh, ClayEdwardsShow.com Studios at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza out here in Flora, Mississippi, broadcasting worldwide at WYAB.com and on the TuneIn app and Alexa. Just search WYAB. We're also live and local on the FM dial at 103.9 FM. M every Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here in central Mississippi. Good morning to everybody. Back in the studio with me this morning is my co-host on Tuesdays, Miss Therese Apel at DarkHorsePressNow.com. Good morning, Therese. Good morning, Clay. How's it going? It's going. It's going. Uh, wide, wide open this morning. Exactly. Yeah. We were both actually talkative when we got here, which is kind of weird. Usually I'm half asleep, so. Yeah. I was I I stopped at the gas station, bought a five hour energy instead of making coffee this morning. Oh, good call. They work faster. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, I'm still over here on my diet, Dr Pepper, but I guess I was just up early enough to be ready this time. So. Yeah, I, I like a shot of caffeine in the mornings. Oh yeah, kind of gets the blood flowing a little bit. Right. So it it, it it works. I like coffee on a day that I'm not in a rush. Yes. Yeah. If you can sit and just enjoy it, then that's that's fine. But there's no reason to have to chug coffee. No, I, during the winter, I don't mind. I'll fix a cup, you know, like a tall mug or whatever to take with me, or a thermos cup, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And I'll drink it on the way to work because it's cold outside. You know, it has a purpose other than just caffeine. It's warm. But as it warms up, I don't have any interest in hot coffee. No. So I'm already warm natured. I can't get there cold enough. None of that. My car's got seat warmers. They do not have seat coolers. So I don't need a coffee or any mm-hmm. of that stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, five-hour energy seems to work just fine. Yeah. And they're sugar-free, so there's that. Now, who knows what it's actually going to do to your heart or your brain. But all that said, as long as it wakes you up. I mean, and I take them, too. I'm not, like, saying that to make oh, no. fun of you. It's no, like, no, no, no. Just... Long-term, we'll see. Right. <laughs> I think about that sometimes when I take one. I'm like, I don't know what's in it. I don't know what's going to kill me, but it's all right. <laughs> I, I know. It's easy to sit around and be like, well, you know, I've been taking these for 10 years. They ain't killed me yet. But <laughs> what the next 10 years hold, who knows? Right. Sure, for all of us anyway. I'm sure uh, people feel the same way about uh, uh, what's that stuff in the walls and ceilings of houses. That, asbestos. Asbestos, yes. Yeah. It's just asbestos. They, they the government wouldn't give us anything that would kill us. Right. Well, and the funny thing is, like, I'll sit there and, and as you know, I'm addicted to diet Dr. Pepper. And I'll sit there and I'll be drinking it and thinking, I really should be drinking water. And the more I think about the difference between water and all the chemicals that are in the Diet Dr. Pepper, it's like, what am I doing to myself? Like, voluntarily, oh, but that, it hadn't stopped me yet. Does so. Diet Dr. Pepper have aspartame in it? Or do all diet drinks have aspartame? I, I believe they all do have some kind of a- aspartame, but I'm not sure. Um, so the other night, 
I was out shopping at Renaissance. I got there. I, I wear um, buckles. Got the best jeans for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I still like to wear the BKE jeans. I would not grow out of that. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. They make my butt look nice. And so I got there, buy some jeans. I buy some shirts. This, that, and the other. I have not eaten at Krolakis in forever. Oh, it's so good. It is. I mean, hands down, since they were in Byram, I don't, everywhere's got a good gyro. Not everywhere. There's a few places around here that have amazing gyros. Mm-hmm. Krolakis has the best gyro. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's Krolakis, and then it's everybody else fighting for second place. <laughs> and I mean, again, no offense to any of them. They're all great gyros, but they all taste just like kefirs. Yeah. Whether it's uh, the Pizza Shacks, uh, they're in downtown Brandon, theirs is great, uh, Kismet's we, we talked about on the show yesterday, uh, Kiefer's, uh, what's the other Euro place there in Flowood? Oh, I, I can see it in my head, but I can't, it's yeah. like Zeke's or something Zeke's, like that's that. that's it, yeah. Zeke's, they're all great, but they're all the identical Euro. Yeah. Just a sliced off the heat lamp. Um, Kromakis slices it and it marinates. And it's more fine shredded, sure, kind of like a Philly cheesesteak type texture, mm-hmm. and it marinates in like a all jus of some sort. At least I, in my mind, it must because there's no way it's that juicy and it doesn't. Right. <laughs> and man, I went by there, and I was, but I say all that to say this about drinks. I that I got a, I just showed up without calling it in. I was like, I'm just gonna get one to go, <clears throat> and they gave me a cup, to get a drink while I was waiting. First time I've had a soft drink in a year and a half, right? Since January of 21, no. January of 22. Okay. So what is it now? Uh, April. So a year and five months, four mm-hmm. months. I got a root beer times two. <laughs> yeah. I feel it. But it's the first time I've had a sugary drink in a year and a half. And I I had to be so careful about that because if I drink one, you're just like, well, that didn't kill me. Let me start <laughs> replacing my I better water. better have another one. <laughs> Let me replace my water with sugary soft drinks. And I right. didn't. So it was a nice little uh, reward, I guess. And it tastes so good. I love root beer. Yeah, I do too. A, a good, strong root beer. Uh-huh. Takes well, me back to like one of Poe folks as a kid. And they had, that, I think, IBC root beer maybe on a tap on the soft drink there or some yeah. kind. Anyway, it was really good. I kind of wonder if that's a Gen X thing too because like everyone, all my friends, I remember when we were growing up, like our parents would let us drink root beer and we would play that game like, oh, look, I have a beer, you know, and whatever. Yeah. But it was like for me, it was – kind of a way that me and my dad bonded because he was a big root beer drinker. So I drank root beer with him and we made root beer floats and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I don't know, maybe the following generations have done the same thing, but it just seems like people our age are like, oh yeah, root beer. Even if you don't like soft drinks, there's still a place in your heart for root beer. I love root beer floats, Coke floats, getting an old glass bottle Coke and putting pe- peanuts in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, every now and then I ain't above it. Right. Talk about taking going back to memory lane. Oh, and yeah. Just like, oh, man, it's so good. Well, and I remember when I would go each day before I went to school, I would stop at this one Chevron, and I would get um, a Little Debbie oatmeal cream pie and a Diet Dr. Pepper. And so I don't really eat Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies anymore, but on occasion I will stop and get one and a Diet Dr. Pepper and just – and like feel like I'm 16 again we for went, like three seconds, and then my knees hurt. Yeah, you let me walk by one of them vending machines that have the double stuffed oatmeal <laughs> cream pies, and right. I, I, I mean, all civility goes out the window. <laughs> yeah, we went to Crumble the other day, uh-huh. and I got I got baited into it. The cookie store on the other side of Renaissance, uh, not Renaissance, but uh, Dogwood, yeah, closed early for some reason one day, and I was like, dang it, we had made our minds up. We wanted some kind of just really unhealthy. I, what I really wanted was the sugar cookie cake or mm-hmm. I mean, 
sandwich where yeah. it's like a sugar cookie, cream, sugar cookie. Yes. And they were closed. I couldn't get that. So we went over to Crumble. And one of the cookies they had, one of the cookies of the day was a oatmeal cream pie style cookie. Mm. So it was the oatmeal cookie with the cream on top, like icing. Yeah. And it was hot. Oh, wow. And I, I, it, it was it was a moment. Mm-hmm. Well, just I had a moment. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Just talking about it now, I, I, I want one. Well, now. I was just sitting there thinking, what are we doing to our listeners right now? <laughs> <laughs> You're um, welcome, Crumble. <laughs> uh, look. Uh, somebody, uh, Elizabeth, texts in on the Guns of Gear text line says, I do not care for root beer, but you will, you will have to pry my Diet Coke out of my cold, dead hands. Yes. yes uh, somebody else texted in and said, uh, Barks is the best root beer. Yeah, Barks is great. I actually, oh, yeah. I, I, that's what I got the other night out there at Krilakis was a was a Barks. Mm-hmm. And, man, it was good. Yeah. It was so good. There's some other really good root beers, too. Um, I, I have this vague childhood memory of uh, Dogs and Suds. It was a little uh, like drive-in style restaurant. Okay. It was where Hudgies ended up building in South Jackson. Actually, the same family. After the candlestick tornado, mm-hmm. it tore down. If my memory serves me correct, it tore down Dogs and Suds. And when it rebuilt, it was Hudgies or something along that timeline. Right. And, but, you know, but Dogs and Suds was a little chain. And there's still one or two left kind of in the Midwest. But you can get their, you can get their root beer at uh, grocery stores here and there. And apparently it's supposed to just be the best root beer hmm. ever. So, okay. Yeah, I like a good root beer. Absolutely. Talking about it, I shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> Guess what you're going to do when you leave here now? I'm going to try my best tonight. I'm going to try my best. I've had my one for the year. I'm going to let it roll. I'm going to let it roll. Um, you know, so speaking of beer, Bud Light has stepped on a landmine with this whole Dylan Mulvaney stuff. Sure. And it is not getting any better for them. And uh, well, even the horses and puppies commercials are hard to, like, it's like I saw a new horse commercial the other day, you know, with the Clydesdale and whatever, or one I hadn't seen before. It may not be new. And I just was like, no, see, it's different now. Yeah, they, like, well, you're no the, longer the beer of horses and dogs. Mm-mm, <laughs> mm-mm, yeah. um, and, you know, I've been pretty supportive of our local distributor here and kind of, they didn't ask for this. Mm-hmm. But I've not been supportive of the national brand. But I am my support is waning. Um, not so much for our local right, stuff, right. but I, I am kind of getting on the active boycott bandwagon a little bit because they refuse to apologize, mm-hmm. and then they insult our intelligence. And this is what I don't like. During the NFL draft, they decided to put out a commercial, basically to pander to straight white people, right? And it is a, a some half-naked, straight white people in Daisy Dukes and cowboy boots and this, that, and the other at a country music festival playing in the mud, drinking Bud Light, and uh, Zach Brown's chicken fried is on in the background. And it's just like, and you can, they're getting roasted yeah. over it. Right. And Because it's just a pandering. Again, it's just, look, straight white people that don't like transies. We like you. Right. F- fellow white people. Right. Fellow and, straight know, people. It's like I, I I realize that in my old age and, and now that I don't have a boss and I am my boss, I, I'm a little opinionated about things. But that was a massive, like, lack of communication from the top of Bud Light with their their audience, you mm-hmm. know, with their cons- consumers. And that's the problem 
you can't just hire anybody because they've got a college degree. You have to make sure they understand the mission of your company. Just because which, you want to have the first woman to do something, you get better get the right one. Right. Well, and the thing is, I get, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to them wanting to be inclusive Me or either. whatever like that. But make sure they can do the damn job. Right. But, I mean, it, it really is kind of like if Bud Light, it's, it's this, it's Bud Light decided yeah. to do that. Like, you guys have been, like, the redneck beer of choice for 100,000 years. You know, not only that, like, you're this timeless brand in America. I mean, your, your, your memorabilia is Americana collectible. Right. I mean, I went to the flea market the other day. The mm-hmm. whole reason I went to the antique flea market was to see if the price had started to come down because they have a lot of beer memorabilia there. Sure. It, it had not yet, and I own a lot of Bud mem- beer memorabilia myself. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've held on to it for years because I felt like, it's only going to go up in value. Yeah, I imagine that if you go looking, that it's it's if anybody that actually tracks it, it's crashing. Yeah, because now if I have a, I have had that huge, huge Budweiser mirror. Mm-hmm. It was the first thing I ever got when I got in the bar business. It's huge. It's got the gorgeous gold frame with the Budweiser script on it. I have held on to this thing for since August of two thousand one. Wow. Yeah. And because I thought one day it's going to be worth money, now I might as well have a damn trans flag hanging in my house. And the thing that, so you were talking about the memorabilia. I just have to tell a quick story because when I was a bartender back in the early 2000s, there was a guy named Joel. And I should have married that guy because he liked me so much. He was just (laughs) such a sweetheart. And he had this hat, this trucker hat, that I ended up wearing one night when we were at late night. And I took it home with me and I haven't seen him. I mean, you know, like we saw each other after that, you know, but I now 20 years later, I don't know where he is, but... It says, not Bud Light, it's got the patch on the front, you know, Budweiser Light. So it's it's Old vintage school. enough that it's Budweiser Light. Yep. I mean, and I've always been like, you know, I should probably, you know, see if this is worth anything. But honestly, I I keep it in memory of Joel, the one nice guy that ever liked me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that's awesome. And like yeah. I said, I love beer memorabilia. I've got a ton of old tap handles. I'm actually fixing to order this display thing where I can put them, in, put them on my book rack, kind of where I do my live videos at the house. Yeah. The kind of bookshelf back there with all my stuff on it. But uh, here's a little, this is from Beer Business Daily. I'm just going to read the quote here. It's a Beer Business Daily reported Sunday that Bud Light's off-premise sales volume, that off-premise means package stores, grocery stores, sure. convenience stores, where you don't drink it there for the listening audience there. Uh, their off-premise sales volume, the amount of beer sold outside of restaurants and bars, was down 26.1% from a year earlier in the week ending April 22nd. Based on scan data, uh, volumes were down 21.1% in the prior week, while so far this year, Bud Light volumes are down 8%. So two, let's just say two weeks ago, it was down 21.1%. Last week, 26.1%. It's getting worse. Yeah. Not better. It is getting worse. And meanwhile, Miller and Coors, who are owned by the same company, by the way, each are up 13.1%. Right. So for every... For every beer that people are drinking of Bud Light, somebody's now drinking one. Of, they've given one away to Miller and Coors each. Right, exactly. I mean, you talk about a double kick in the nads. Yeah. Well, and I think what Bud Light really failed on this one, and I mean, politics aside, feel how you feel or whatever. Um, but if they were going to make this move, first off, Dylan Mulvaney was a dumb choice because that guy – just sits there and makes fun of women and periods. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, women don't like him. Like, nobody likes him. And it's not because he's trans as much as it is, like, he's not even trans. He's playing woman face. Yeah, yeah. And so so there's that. But the other thing that, that is just, I mean, and this is basic, and you and I both know this because of the business we're in, you have to know your audience. You have to know your audience. And for you to be like, it's time for us to go in a new direction, you have to evaluate what will your current audience, who is upholding you right now, who is making you the greatest beer in American history, you have to know what they're going to do. Bud Light was a default setting. Right. right. They were the Band-Aid. You know how, I I mean, all those little plastic bandages, we all call them Band-Aids. Yeah, they were omnipresent. Yeah, Bud Light is that. Every brand wants to be omnipresent. We right. used to call we used to call Scott copies mm-hmm. Xerox. Xerox, yeah, that yeah. was a brand. Not Xerox a thing. and, and Band Aid are, are those two things. Yeah, yeah, I mean Coke is omnipresent. Kleenex, you know, yeah. with cola. I'm drinking a Coke, but it may be a Dr Pepper, right? Um, or cola, or whatever. Right. Let's you know? go get a Coke. Means I don't know. Maybe I want to. Yeah. Pepsi. <laughs> right. I hate that. I hate when you ask for a Coke and they're like Pepsi. <laughs> I <AIDS>? said Coke. <laughs> Right. Like Dr. Pepper is anything but. Right. Don't insult my intelligence. <laughs> but, you know, The Rock has a famous catchphrase from back in the day. Know your role and shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. And Bud Light did not know its role, did not know right. its audience. I, I mean, that would be like Clay Edwards coming on here and saying, all right, guys, I am now pro-choice and I'm voting for Joe Biden. And if you don't like it, stick it. Right. And then your advertisers would start dropping off and well, all my that listeners kind of before anything. Yeah. Like, Change the channel. Done. All right, let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Joining the studio this morning by Therese Apel. We just, uh, it's kind of an f- open forum today. Yeah. If you guys want to chime in, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. What do, what do y'all think Bud needs to do? I want to talk some more about this when we come back, because I was at the uh, Leonard Skinner concert over the weekend, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, everywhere I go, it's less and less and less and less. It's normies are now getting in, in on it. Right. And right. that that's a problem for Bud. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. When necessary, breaking rules. That's what we do around here. We break rules. I'm a habitual rule breaker, Tress. I like to think of myself as more of a maverick, which, you know, it's is a fancy way of saying a rule fancy breaker. fancy way of saying you are not the boss of me. <laughs> <laughs> um. This segment is, and we're going to get back to that. <laughs> this segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Stonington Farm Beef. I'm going to tell you what, I shouldn't tell you all this because there's only a limited number of these things that they have, and it's their, uh, it's their chuck eye steak. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you what, if you, real, real steak eaters know about chuck eye because it tastes, it's about the size of a filet, but it tastes just like ribeye. Word to the wise, if you do, if you, if you like chuck eye, do not, Try to cook it more than medium rare. It does not overcook well. Ah, you know gotcha. it's, it's one that's kind of meant to be eat rare because you can cook the taste right out of it. Yeah, anything over medium. I said medium well. I meant anything over medium rare. In my opinion, sure. is is overdone on that this particular cut or really any cut, but especially this. But uh, if you get a chance to get some of these grass fed, grass finished, hormone free, steroid free, antibiotic free, mRNA free beef. From a Sonnington Farm, you need to get a hold of it because these things are fine. Awesome. And I can't recommend them enough. Um, and as look, their hamburger meat, mm-hmm. I cooked some tacos last night. So these tacos, now the, 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 I just use that generic taco, McCormick's taco mix. I'm sure. sure it's got some carbs and stuff, some sugar in it, whatever, you know, some bad stuff. But other than that, I did the beef, 
I did the taco mix from olive oil, the the, the keto street taco shells, mm-hmm. some cheese, some sour cream. That's no carbs. By the time you balance it all out. Sure. Or, or minimal, two to three from the I'm going to need to get those shells from you because I'm fixing to get back on keto. And I was thinking, because like, I made tacos yesterday, too. They got them at Ramey's. Do they? Yep. So they, they're a little harder to find, the, the small, the street taco ones. Sure. And, I, man, I ate those last night, Tris. I, I ate four little ones. Uh-huh. Of course, they, I, I over eight. I could have stopped at three, but I'd already made it. Like, yeah. Eh, YOLO. <laughs> Are there <laughs> ever too many tacos until you're throwing and up? It's, <laughs> and it was Tuesday. I had to celebrate Taco Tuesday. Me and, right. I, me and Allison had been going to like a Mexican restaurant every Tuesday, but we didn't last night. And um, so I was like, well, I'm going to keep the streak alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm eating some tacos. To heck with it. Right. And um, so I did that, and oh, they were so good. But I, anyway, I say all that to say, you know, when, when, I, when I do these Stonington Farm reads, guys, I don't want y'all to think, think just steak, which that's great. But the, the regular ground beef, it, it, I want to be the spokesperson for that because I want to bring hamburgers back. Yes. You know, and I yes. need to have a really good, you know, for our, for our health listeners out there, I mean, I, I, I really do try to live this lifestyle. You know, I hear there's a keto hamburger bun. That is supposed to be phenomenal. Huh. But the flip side to all this stuff being phenomenal is right. usually when people start on these low-carb diets, they just scratch out all bread. Right. And for the first 90 days or so, at least I did. And when I finally got around to, like, I got to eat something other than just meat, <clears throat> I discovered the carb-balanced taco shells. Sure. Now, I don't know if they really taste good compared to, like, a real flour tortilla shell. But it's been but after, so long. But after not having a... F- <laughs> tortilla shell for 90 days or however long it was it was the best tortilla shell i ever ate and i, I i'm not gonna lie i ate one without anything on it that time oh I, was, my, I just see, gobbled it up that's what i was about to say when i was so on atkins there mm-hmm. was a point i lost like 60 pounds or something on atkins and um the two things that i craved the most were tortilla shells and weirdly enough pie crust yes so like and, and I can't explain though. it, yeah. but <laughs> and I just I just got the tortilla shell with dipping in some salsa and just and frankly <laughs> yeah. I didn't I, I ate a, plenty of tortilla shells with nothing the little street taco ones right and I was like man this just tastes good as a little snack but uh, I say all that to say don't think just steak when you think Stonington Farm mm-hmm. the the ground beef it, it's not expensive at all it's about six dollars a pound it's worth it it's healthy for your kids it's healthy for you. And you will not regret it. And, of course, they do have the ribeyes and all that. And here's the cool thing. They come up to central Mississippi about at minimum once a month. You can get your order in. And, you, hey, you don't want to get a, you don't want to spend two or 300 bucks. You don't have to. You can buy one dang ribeye. Yeah. Or you can buy a whole cow. And they'll bring it up, cut up for you, the whole nine yards. And, of course, everything in between. Right. Go to their website, stoningtonfarm.com. That's Stonington with two N's. Look at their, go to like our cuts section, I believe is how it's labeled. You can see all the different cuts available and the prices. And if you like bone broth, which uh, my protein, my bodybuilder friends out there, bone broth is an amazing source of protein and a flavor additive for your food. So they have that available also by the pint. I've got five pints of it in my freezer. I need to start using. But um, anyway, check them out. You'll give Miss Katie Stonington a call. You'll custom build your order. She'll send you a picture of your invoice the day before they come up here so you'll know exactly how much it is. And uh, you will not regret it. They come to three drop-off locations in central Mississippi, Florence, Ridgeland, and Brandon. Okay. And uh, you won't regret it. You will not regret it. I promise everybody that buys, buys a second time. Yeah. Their customer retention rate has got to be through the roof. Amazing. Well, and now we've talked about all this food and beer and coffee. And if you hear my stomach growling, like it's <laughs> legitimately doing that right now. Absolutely. All right. Um, we got a few texts here on the Guns and Gear text line. Okay. So let's, uh, 
we'll run through those. Shalom says, um, I have an idea. Bud needs to create a beer that actually tastes good. And <laughs> and look, and all that's all that's subjective. Yeah. But but Bud was was the default beer. Right. It's where you went. It's what you were like, oh, there's nothing, I don't know what I want. Just give me Bud Light. I mean, ask any company, anybody in media, would you love to be the default setting for news websites? Yes. Would I love to be the default setting on the FM dial every yep. morning? Like, well, there's not, I don't know what I want to listen to. Just put it on clay. Right. I mean, that, that's when you become omnipresent. Mm-hmm. And Bud screwed that up. They, and they can make all the Americana commercials. I've really turned the corner on this because at first I said, well, look, man, they do enough for our side. Yeah. And I still believe <clears> that, but I thought they would apologize. I thought, I was like, well, come 4th of July, man, it'll be fireworks and American flags and military, and they do that Folds of Honor and all that stuff, and that's still great. They need to do that, but apologize. The people want an apology. Well, and so forgive me if I'm a little bit at odds with you on this. I don't give a crap about apologies because when they're forced, they're not real, and I feel like at this point... They've shown us that anything they say about being sorry, they are, I'm certain, very sorry when they look at their, you know, their bottom line. But it's like, you've held out this long. If you come forward and say, we're so sorry, we upset our, you know, base market and we were forever, you know, penitent about this or whatever. I feel like I would just be like, yeah, you have to say that now. Like you're saying that because you have to. You know what? You're 100% correct. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sitting here. Role reversal. Yeah. When the left attacks me or conservatives and they, they want to apologize. Mm-hmm. And it's this manufactured false apology because I will never do it. They, right. They're, 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 never. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless, unless I'd, in, I know I said something offensive to somebody I care about. Sure. But in the, this little media world, if I say something offensive on this show that demands an apology or I lose my show, guess what? I'm losing my show. I am ne- will never right. kneel to the left's demands. Well, and they also, the, also, their requests are never in good faith. Well, and that's the thing. It's like right now, everybody, and I'm thinking about all kinds of different situations, but particularly in the case of Barbie Bassett, everyone's screaming for an apology. She didn't know what she did was offensive. Most of us didn't know what she did was offensive until all of a sudden everyone's offended. Well, so, yeah, she apologized. She was deeply grieved that she upset people. Um, And that said, of course, all of them said, well, you had to say that, and it wasn't even real. Well, if you know Barbie, you know that it Mm -hmm. was real. But to me, I really started thinking about the dynamics of all this. Like, you just pick up on something somebody does. You say, we hate you. We want an apology. And then it's like you're – it's a power move. When you say, you know, well, you better give us an apology or else, it's just a way of – it's part of the cancellation process. Yeah, these these nut jobs like Tasty and Dawn Traxler and them that call and harass everybody, Mm -hmm. I I would never – Never. They're the same ones that were demanding an apology from Do- from Barbie and sending her nasty things yeah. and this, that, and the other. And um, I, I would I would rather go play in traffic yeah. and give them the the, <clears throat> the what's the word I'm looking for the satisfaction well, of seeing I, me apologize for something. Yeah, and I think it it kind of goes to everything. Like nowadays, we get hurt so fast and we demand an apology so fast. And what we're not doing is the middle part where we sit down and say, what did you mean by that? You know, did you did you understand when you said it that was kind of offensive? Or, I mean, we're, we're missing the part where we open a conversation that potentially solves things instead of the attack that says, oh, good, you gave me an opening. Now I'm going to take it and I'm going to try and ruin you. 
but because that's who people are now. That's yeah. what we've allowed people to become, you know. You know, well, I think being, you know, I can only speak for myself, but I think being defiant mm-hmm. and standing up and not backing down yeah. has moved my career forward at a faster rate than it ever would have otherwise. Yeah. You know, I think and, so too. And, and I think I think in a day and age of fake news and just that narrative and all this, that, and the other, that people appreciate people having faults and right. not coming across too polished and, you know, coming across as sincere. and Because uh, yeah. trust me, this ain't an act. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if, if not, well, this is not an act, uh, unfortunately, sometimes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I wish I could turn it off. Right. I wish, and the people in my personal life, they wish I could turn it off some too. And it just, I, I, this isn't who I am 24-7. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny that you said that because somebody paid me a nice compliment the other day. They said that they used to doubt that I was actually as objective as I play on your show. Um, and that they thought that I was probably just doing that to kind of be a little bit of a dissenting voice. But not enough to really upset anyone. And um, and they said, but they figured out, especially the way I will get on rants, you know, when I'm mad about Anthony Fox or I'm mad at the leadership of Jackson or I'm mad at, you know, injustice. And they said, you know, once I listened to that enough times, I realized that, yeah, you actually are as objective as you say, because the fact that you'll break out of it and be pissed. OK, you know, like that, that means that 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 level is there and you'd be there if you were there, you know. Well, look, whenever we get together and have beers at, yeah. a, at a gallows and whatnot, you know, I, she's the same person. Right. I mean, this is this is not an act for her. That's why we that's why we do well together on the show, because mm-hmm. she's not just being contrarian. She's being exactly who she is. And, I, you know, I'm pretty I don't know. Con, I'm not not contrarian. Right. You know, I mean, I just am who I am. Well, and I think that's important to what we do is that when it comes down to it. Yeah, you and I may disagree on things, but the lesson I want the listeners to take from it is there there are times that you and I disagree and there are times we disagree heartily, but we're still friends and we still like each other and sometimes we have these conversations like but why? Why is it like that for you? Yeah. And so to me, that is the lesson for today. Just go hug your friends that think a little different than you. Yeah, you me, and, me and Sean, you're crying. Oh, we, I, we Sean's my favorite, yeah. We wholeheartedly disagree on a bunch of stuff, but the more we talk, the more we realize that nationally we disagree on things locally sure. we 100% agree and at the end of the day if we can agree on the things that affect our day-to-day lives locally every day i can i can just not talk about the other things well it's you like know, the national media when everybody's like i hate the media well not you just the national media i'm like well then don't say you hate the media you know like cuz when you say that you're talking about us yeah. but in the other what does the national media actually do that affects you on a daily level yep. you know all right, guys, stay on hold. Both both lines are on hold. We'll come right back to you after this break on 103.9 WYAB. Hey, speaking of breaking rules, Lakeland Glass and Tent is uh, breaking some rules. They have got some tent specials. Let me see here. I pulled the text back up. Deal of Dealer of the Year sale starts today. All tent and coatings on sale. Prices so low they can't even advertise them. Get over there to Lakeland Glass and Tent. You can shop them online, lakelandglassandtent.com. Schedule your appointments and everything right there. Or give them a call. Find out about these special sale of the year, uh, dealer of the year prices at 601-946-1000. And that came straight from the owner's mouth. And I heard it here first on the Clay Edwards Show. So Deal's so good they can't even advertise can't it. Can't even advertise it. Price is so low we can't even advertise them. So check that out, Lakeland Glass and Tent, uh, for all of your home, car, or business window tinting needs. 
They're also doing ceramic coatings now. Um, wow. And looking, y'all know I did that for a year. That is that is hard work. Uh, but the reward for that, for your paint job on your car, is second to none, especially if you get a wrap on your car. You want to put that ceramic coating on it. And th- they're the Expel. That's the brand they use. It is the top-notch tint, vinyl, the whole nine yards. I've met their rep before mm-hmm. at their Christmas party. Amazing people. Customer service comes first. And uh, Jason and his team do a great job, and they support the same things we support. Absolutely. You know, they're always first in the community to, to help rate, fund, raise money for, uh, you know, officers and uh, first responders and military and all of that stuff. And that goes a long way with me. That's who I like to spend my money with. Absolutely. And, and they're very um, out front about it, too, which I like. Oh, yeah. I mean, these guys love God, gun, and country. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <You> know? <laughs> I mean, I don't, think I, I don't think I'm peeling the onion back or pulling the curtain back too far there to, to right. tell you all that with a smile. Uh, they, they're good folks over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, go break bread with them. And, you know, and all that aside, they're the best at what they do. Yeah. You know, they do all, like all the dealerships in town. They do all theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're really, really good at what they do. That's Lakeland Glass and Tent right there on Lakeland Drive for all of your windshield needs. And right there on Flowood Drive across from the ER at River Oaks for all your window tinting and vehicle wrap needs. Right. And uh, they also have another company there called ODU, On Duty yes. Unlimited. Yes, yes. And they, and they up they do all the upfitting for, like, law enforcement and cop cars and all that stuff, too. I don't know if that's necessarily, like, a retail option, like, for me, for me and you to go get stuff done or normal people because there's a lot of blue lights involved and stuff like sure. that. But I'm sure they have some things that civilians can buy if you want to. Up, upfit your your car or SUV or truck to look like a cop car. And they also have cool shirts. They do. They do. <laughs> uh, when we did the grape stomping competition, yeah, at Yogi last uh-huh. year, I had on my, I had on, and I got that picture of a Barbie that went viral or whatever. Absolutely. I had that ODU shirt on. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, that can could be better, man. I, Absolutely. I saved that picture and it had not posted it. And uh, finally, when all that went down with Barbie, I wanted to show my support. Yeah. For Barbie and. uh so did all that, made, made sure I was like, now's the time. Right. Now's the time. And uh, she, uh, God bless Barbie. Uh, hey, real quick, um, I wanted to hit back on some of this Bud Light stuff before we end the sure. hour here. And and say that, so I was at the amphitheater for the Leonard Skinner concert. <laughs> I hit on this a little bit yesterday when I was in here by myself. But I went up to the bar and I ordered a Bud Light. Just It's like, again, default setting. Sure. And I'm as on the front line of all this stuff as anybody. And the bartender, she goes, are you sure? <laughs> I think I just get, give me the name Bud Light. People were looking at me like I had three heads. Right. And I realized I was the only person in that whole community bank VIP room drinking a Bud Light. And that's all, and now, in all fairness, out at the amphitheater, um, they don't have Bud at every concession stand. It's a Miller Coors facility mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, so you're not going to see it outside. But in, even in the VIP, I was like this Lone Ranger. And I was like, all right. I shifted over to Coors Light. After that, I was like, I mean, y'all ain't going to look at me like I got three heads all day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I succumb to uh, social pressure. Sure. But I say all that to say, and then I'm in the bathroom, and guys are just constantly cracking Bud Light jokes and <laughs> uh, just all kind of stuff. We'll just leave it at that because I don't want to, you know, offend anybody. Oh, yes, I do. They were making gay jokes. Um, yeah, but all tied to Bud Light. Sure. I mean, these were just random guys that I don't even think knew each other. It was just locker room talk. Yeah. And I was like, man, it's, it's, and these are guys that I don't know these guys. You know, these guys, I can't sit here and say they're culture warriors or anything like that. These are just guys being guys at a Leonard Skinner right. concert. Bud Light has essentially gone from being, like you said, the default to being the punchline. Yeah. And you, I mean, you don't want to, they have, they, 
How do you miss your audience, your target audience so bad? I'll tell you what it is, and this is my pet peeve. Companies are hiring younger and larger companies that used to be destination jobs are hiring younger and younger now. And it's like when I was at the Clarion Ledger, like when I was hired there, it was like, wow, I've gotten to the Clarion Ledger. And then it got to where they'll hire any 22-year-old with a journalism degree. Um, and it, it was no longer that important. But also you lost a lot of um, of institutional knowledge. And I think that's happening with corporations all over the country is when you hire younger, you bring in, yes, a new a new set of ways of thinking. But mm-hmm. you have to make sure it matches your brand. And and granted, I don't know. It could have been a sixty-year-old woman that did this. I I have not it, read it, into it that much, but it wasn't. It was a uh, Ivy League um, private school white yep. liberal chick. Yep. I mean, she had a whole video that came out. She had recorded it before this all happened, but she said, "I've, I've been brought in to change the image of this fratty." Uh, beer, basically just saying we no longer want to be the the college guy beer of choice. You know, right. we want to be a uh, sophisticated. You're Bud Light. Well, and if that's what you want, then come out with a sophisticated beer. Like, yeah. I mean, add it to your yeah. your list, but don't don't alienate everyone who has put you where you are. Yeah, you can still do alternative marketing, uh, targeted marketing right. to a sophisticated audience if that's what you so choose to be. Yeah. I and mean, look at Grey Poupon. It's basic, like, brown mustard. But back in the 90s or the 80s or whenever it was, it was like, pardon me, do you have any Grey Poupon? And we actually thought that meant something. <laughs> uh, hang on. Uh, John, I got to do it to you one more time. Stay on hold. We'll come back to you to end the hour right here on 103.9 WYAB. So welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. As promised, we're going to go straight to the phone line here to end the hour. Hey, John, thanks for staying on hold. Hey, good morning. Uh, I, I was listening to you guys uh, talk about the characterization of Bud uh, commercial uh, with Dylan Mulvaney, and you said they missed the boat because they came back and they uh, – no, they pan- they did a pandering a pandering commercial yeah, pandering. to the audience that they, they know was upset. Yeah, they aired a, a, a heterosexual commercial. But my my issue is, I think we've been conditioned to the point where what does heterosexual really mean when we're talking about alcohol sales? Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, really, I, I mean, when we say, I mean, are we talking about Twerk it needs something? to be sexual? Let me ask you a question: Does it need to be sexual in nature? Does it need to uh, sexualize women or hypersexualize women, such as the Bud Light girls mm-hmm. or the Miller Light girls, or when it's football time, you know, this Bud's for you, but there's always an air of uh, hypersexualism or sexual undertones when it comes to alcohol sales in our beer. But we don't get upset about these heterosexual commercials. But the minute it doesn't, it doesn't meet our standard of conditioning and what we call heterosexual. We need to be careful and really examine how we uh, how we judge advertising in the sense because if you if you're mad at the trans community or the drag community because they pandered to them, but they've been pandering to us, the heterosexuals, forever, and they've been basically telling us that. If you drink alcohol, you drink beer, you might score. Uh, hey, John, we got our top of the hour break, man. Appreciate it. I'll respond oh, on the good. other side. Yeah, appreciate that. 
Yeah, I mean, well, but they built their brand as that, and then they tried to pivot, and uh, it didn't work. Oh, well. Fair enough. We'll be right back. In to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios. And uh, this segment is going to be brought to you by a new sponsor we have here. I keep telling you we've we've been stacking them up, and this is that. Uh, U-List Realty, my buddy Brad Burleson and his team over there are developing uh, the Stonebridge neighborhood right over there off 18 in Brandon. And sometimes I can tell y'all stuff, and then sometimes it's best to let them tell y'all about it. I got a little video right here. Uh, Brad, so if you're looking to build um, and whatnot out there in Stonebridge, you want to be in the Brandon School District in a gorgeous home, get in touch with Brad Burleson. Here he is. Hey guys, it's Brad. Look, I wanted to give you a really quick update. As I said above, Stonebridge is finally available for new construction again. We have homes that are starting at 1,500 square feet, incrementally going up to about 1,900 square feet. Framing is starting. We can have homes ready in about three and a half, four months from now. Uh, if you don't know where Stonebridge is, it's in downtown Brandon. You want to take the Highway 18 exit off of I-20, come all the way down. Uh, you can go past the Home Depot, the Pepsi plant, just keep going. You will go past the new Brandon High School, and then you will look to your right for Stonebridge Elementary. That's what I have right there, Mark. Stonebridge Elementary, you go past the school into the back of the neighborhood and you will find all the new construction. These homes will be three bedroom and four bedroom. They'll all have granite countertops, LVP flooring, two car garages. If they get in early enough, we can let them pick their colors so they could come in and pick what granite, they could pick what um, floor color, they could pick paint color options. We have these already laid out. They'll just basically pick packages. But again, if the home is already through that part of the phase, we won't be able to pick it out. So we want to get in early and they'll go fast. There's only so many of these as we're picking up the neighborhood where it left off about 10 years ago. If you or your clients have questions, I'll be happy to answer them. We can meet with them. Uh, we want to get the word out because these will go fast. Uh, really, once they're gone, they're gone. This was one of the premier developments of Rankin County when it first got launched. So I expect uh, folks to really love the convenience. You could walk to school from this neighborhood. So, again, uh, please share the message. Let us know if you have any questions. We look forward to hearing from you. My number is 601-832-2020. Uh, I'm here to help you any way I can. See you. All right, man. Uh, look, if you haven't lived out in Brandon, you, I'm going to tell you, it is it is the most convenient place I've ever lived. There's a little bit of traffic issues here and there, but hey, that's going to be anywhere. Having that amphitheater in your backyard it is such a great asset. I never, I was I was telling the people I went to the concert with the other night, just we were talking about which way we were going to go around the back or around the front because they had that little carnival. I was like, you know what? It, it really don't matter. It's five minutes either way from the house to there. And then you've got downtown Brandon. You've got some fun little things to do there. You've got Burgers and Blues, the Gallows, Jenna Benna, the Cleaner Pizza Shack place. It's just a lot going on in Brandon now. And I uh, never thought I'd live to see the day. But uh, they got liquor stores now. <laughs> so check them out. Uh, that's Brad Burleson with U-List Realty. And I will be telling you more about those guys as we go. Like I said, they're redeveloping or finishing the development of Stonebridge, a gorgeous development out there with homes starting at 275000 So, you know, that ain't, I, mean, I know it's a lot of money, but it, in today's market for a brand new home, it's really not. Nope. Especially uh, in that area in the Brandon School District and literally 
right there behind the Stonebridge Elementary School. Mm -hmm. So that's good stuff. Uh, We'll be telling you more about that. I'll have Brad on the show. So keep that in mind. If you are in the market for a new home, uh, realtors, if you have a customer in the market for a new home, Stonebridge is back available. So good stuff there. Awesome. Tris. Yes. Give us an update on Anthony Fox. So yesterday, the appeals court um, denied his appeal bond. Um, And what that means, if you don't speak courtroom language, is you can appeal between, you know, when you can appeal to be out between when you're convicted and when your appeal goes to court or whatever. Um, And so they had appealed, you know, right after the the first court case. Um, And Judge Adrian Wooten, of course, denied it. So then it goes to the appeals court. Now, everything that I had heard was that the appeals court was not going to have any problem letting him out. Because if you followed the case, and if, if you Google darkhorsepressnow.com and Anthony Fox, you'll see what happened through that whole court case. Full disclosure, Anthony Fox has been a friend of mine for a long time. I took some heat on that, including the judge attacked me in court over it. Um, but objectively, what I saw was four four doctors who said that Anthony Fox was not responsible for the death of George Robinson. Still, somehow, in a lot of shady ways, this this jury comes back with a guilty verdict of manslaughter. Um, and when I say shady, like I've been doing this a long time, covering cops and courts. I've done it objectively my whole life. This is still objective. Something was wrong that day. Um so, of course, it went to the, the appeals court, and yesterday it came down, and I'm looking at the, the paperwork here. If you want to know, um, and I know to a lot of you, you're not familiar with this case, and you're going to be like, oh, she's just, you know, rallying for her friend. But I want you to know the names of these judges that thought it was proper to deny the appeal bond of this man who, I promise was railroaded by a group of people who wanted him off the streets because he was shutting down primary drug dealers who were very well connected. And I'm not going to throw any accusations out there, but I think we've talked about it before. Um, but so Judge Westbrook, you said it, I didn't. Um, Judge Westbrooks, McDonald, McCarty, Smith and M. Finger were the ones who voted to keep him in prison um, pending his appeal. Um I want y'all to know the names of the ones who voted and I think did their research. I mean, as a rational person, I don't know how you look at the facts in this case and you make any other decision other than Anthony Fox is a safe and honestly a a good idea to put him back on the streets. I mean, this man protects people. And yes, someone died after an incident that involved him. But the prosecution came with this whole story about how this guy was stomped and beaten and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Well, four doctors in court sit there and say, no, there is no evidence to that. He had a brain bleed because he was on Plavix and he swallowed cocaine. But guess who didn't let that in the court? Obviously, every time it would come up, the prosecution would object and the the judge would sustain so the jury never got to hear about how he swallowed some cocaine before his brain exploded um but anyway so these are the judges that that did their homework i believe um we've got barnes carlton and wilson okay sorry let me start over barnes carlton wilson and greenlee and lawrence so let's see barnes carlton wilson greenlee and lawrence is that five? That's five. 
Why am I looking at this then? Let's see. Anyway, so somehow that all balanced out. It looks like five on each side to me, but I'm probably reading something wrong. Um, anyway, long story short, Judge M. Finger is one that was so horrible in Rankin County that everyone was relieved when he went to the appeals court. As a matter of fact, there were active motions to try and get him in that direction to get him out of Rankin County because he was um, such a problem for, you know, being arbitrary. Um, now, Carlton did write an order um, to talk about his side of it and why he v- voted to grant the appeal bond. Um, the, the problem was that they said, the, the, you know, the opposing side that voted against the appeal bond said that Anthony Fox causes a special threat to the community. They based this on the idea that there was talk that Fox's a family member may have smashed a prosecutor's car windshield and that someone yelled some obscenities when they heard the verdict in the courtroom. So they say that that makes Fox a special threat. <laughs> Although, as as um, Carlton points out, they could find no evidence that any of that was at Fox's behest. In addition, um, you know, they're they're trying to do all this. Carlton goes through and shows that there was no proof at all of many of the things that the prosecution said made Fox a particular threat. So he actually, his first line was, um, I find that the circuit court abused its discretion in denying Anthony Fox's motion for bail pending appeal. Therefore, I object to this court's May 1st ruling. Um, he's saying right there that, no, we as the appeal court mess this up. He's saying the circuit court messed this up. Um, there are people, anyone who's familiar with the case, including the people who pushed to have Fox prosecuted, know that there was nothing in this case. By Jody Owen's own mouth to several people, it's documented that he said there's nothing to this. So I, I, I feel like that's an important update because if you're out there thinking the justice system in Hines County or, I mean, the appeals court is state. I don't know who's connected to who or what's going on, but it's they don't have your best interest at heart. If you're no. somebody who concealed carries, if you're someone who defends yourself, if you're a law enforcement officer in Hines County, you're in danger Absolutely. because nobody's looking out for you anymore. The justice system is not. And this hurts me to say as a prosecutor's daughter, but I'm looking over and over and over again where a very good man who did not commit a crime and guys, I mean, it's for me to say that after all my years of covering court, this is this is a huge failure. I hope every one of you judges are listening. Huge failure. I'm going to say something. Um, I hope everybody involved in, in the witch hunt of Anthony Fox rots in hell. <laughs> and I'm not going to yes. take the gloves off. <laughs> and, if, and if hell don't work, a jail cell will suffice till you can get to hell. There's a nice holding spot. Right. And that day will come. Look, and I'm going to say this. It's not just because he's a cop that we're on his side. Um, As I've said before, yes, he is a friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. In the way that you know your friends, I know that there was no intent there to harm anyone. Um, Secondly, I listened. I For those of you who are going to come at me about, oh, you're so pro-cop or that's your friend. I listened to the testimony. Did you? And and thirdly... (laughs) I'm just going to say that one thing I've seen over and over in my life is that when you come after God's people, you may win for a minute. You may win for an hour. You may win for a day, but it's coming for you. God takes care of his people. So 
we're not just saying this because he's a cop, because I have looked at the evidence here. If he was a bus driver, if he was an accountant, the fact is still that testimony in court said he did not do this. And then some weird stuff happened in the jury room that we're trying to figure out. And here we are. Well, here's the thing in Hines County. They have been that community. I'm just going to say this This is Clay Edwards talking, not Teresa April in Hines County. Black community has been brainwashed that all cops are bastards. Yes. And that if a cop of any race, because you forfeit your blackness apparently when you become a cop, you know, in the eyes of the overwhelming majority of the black community. I'm not throwing everybody out with the bathwater, but y'all know damn well, just like I do, that post-George Floyd, you can't be a cop in the black community. You can't I would be. say post-Michael Brown even. Yeah, yeah, but especially if George Floyd was an accelerator to that. And these juries, when they have the opportunity to screw a cop, they're going to do it. Just because none of them want to have been on the one that let a cop go for killing a black guy. You know, or I don't know that he killed him, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, for you know, being in that situation. For being in that situation. And so, it, like, Anthony Fox being black does not matter to these folks. This was still a race thing. Yeah. And it, because the, the guy that died was black. Well, and, and I th- a, in Jackson. Well, and I think I would say, and I'm not disputing what you said because there's all kinds of possibilities here, but I would say too that it's the drug connection. Yeah. Um, the fact that George um, Robinson was a connected drug dealer. Um, the fact that Dennis Sweet stepped in with a lawsuit against the city. Um, you know, there Dennis Sweet is connected. And it's funny because he's tried to get me fired before. And, um, you know, just so there's there's all those things at play. Well, you know, also the, the Hines County, Sean chimes in and says, you know, the Hines County DA doesn't need to prosecute their own cops. They need to refer it out because you work with these guys every day. Right. And, and let's stress again, the FBI cleared these men. Yeah. And another judge threw those two, the, the other two that were indicted, she threw the case out for not having any merit. Yeah. But why in all that is there one judge who will not release Anthony Fox's case, will not turn it over to be prosecuted with the other three when it was brought in by the other three, I mean, with the other two, rather, and um, somebody in the circuit court's I mean, the circuit clerk's office decided to separate it, which shouldn't have happened. They should have been tried together. So if you want to look at all the bits and pieces here, a lot of things had to that don't usually happen had to happen to get Anthony Fox in Adrian Wooten's courtroom to be prosecuted by these people brought in by Jody Owens. Um, and Dennis Sweet was in that courtroom a couple of days and his son was in there other days because he's an, you know, a, an intern or something for the DA's and office. Did, didn't Dennis Sweet throw Wooten a, uh, a fundraiser? Oh, yeah. Right around yeah, the- just days after this conviction. Yeah. As I, a matter know, of I'd fact. I also heard a rumor that he helped uh, pay for her law school. I don't know if that's true, so I, yeah. I won't I don't, say I don't that, know, but, allegedly. Right. Um, you know. But in the end, you guys, I mean, when I tell you that one day there will be a movie about this, mm-hmm. it is because you have not seen an innocent man convicted like this, railroaded like this, probably in recent Mississippi history. I'm not familiar with every case that ever happened, so, so there's that. But also, we were talking about, you know, him being a cop. I think it's worth saying that throughout he has had the support of other cops. 
He's had the support of the white community. He's had the support of parts of the black community. He's had the support of criminals that he has arrested. Some of the the letters that they got, that the court got, asking for a lenient sentence, were from people he had arrested talking about how he treats them with so much respect. And I have ridden with this man in his car, and I've seen that firsthand. Well, this is also why that particular community, Jody Owens, the mayor, all the black for a living folks over there are fought so hard against his HB 1020 and state-appointed judges right. being put in Hines County right, and Jackson. That's why they fought so, so hard against it. This ain't one about Constitution, not about Jim Crow, not about none of this crap they like to bring up, apartheid, right. colonization. It's about they got a racket going, selling dope. right, And it's connected as high as it can go in Jackson. And they don't need a very integral part of that area to not have control. And and I have to add an allegedly to all that. Allegedly. To be fair. Well, I didn't say any names. But, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's one of the worst kept secrets in the world. And where the hell is the FBI? I mean, they, I believe the FBI, um, you know, we, we know that they cleared them up front. Mm-hmm. Um, if there were things going on in the background that we wouldn't necessarily know about them because the, the feds do tend to be very quiet. There could be any number of investigations yeah. going on in this. The Marshawn Christopher thing. Nobody knew that was coming until, right. until it was uh, Nobody on saw the that news. coming. Right. So, all right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. We'll pick up on this and some other stuff. Breaking rules when necessary. Hey, look, I'm just going to tell y'all, if your boy ends up in jail in Hines County on, <laughs> God, a dope, I hope not. on a dope charge, just know I was set up. Yeah. yeah I'm going to put that out there now. If Clay Edwards ends up in jail in Jackson or Hines County, I was set up. Right. Because I get on here and I run my mouth and I tell y'all what I believe is going on. And don't think that there won't be consequences and repercussions for being one of the few people in media mm-hmm. with the balls, I said it, to talk about these things. Well, and not only that, like I, I have honestly, and y'all know I'm not afraid of Jackson. Like for years I went to the scenes of these homicides. I went when they happened and I went the day after to talk to the people in the neighborhoods. If I'm afraid to go into Jackson, it's not because of the people that live there. It's because of the people that run it. The criminals... Your, your 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 street criminals and and the violence ain't why I moved out of Jackson. No, it was the fear of. I've told this story a hundred times. It was the fear of me having to blast one of them in self defense, right? And becoming the, uh, becoming the uh, the defendant, mm-hmm. not the not the plaintiff, right? And we see that. I mean, we've seen that a couple of times in recent years. And and I I really want to know more about the story about the um, attorney that shot the. Folks that were trespassing in his rental property, you know, like as that unfolds, I want to see how that's going to go. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen and and this comes back to a lot of things. So the gun crimes unit um, that was formed again, reformed under Anthony Moore when he was the um, interim chief, um, it had all of Jackson's most proactive cops on it. Um, and every one of them, and if there was an opening for the DA to go after them and try to indict them or silence them or run them off or send them away, it has happened. And that is not because that unit was doing anything wrong. I was embedded with that unit. I, I was riding the with them all the time. DA's I saw it. office want to run off law enforcing cops, like good cops. That would right. be so counterproductive in a normal world. 
Right. Like you need these to help make your cases. Right. And meanwhile, you've got Dylan Arrington, you know, the guy that that killed the pastor and then went and got himself killed down in Leake County. Mm -hmm. Um, He was set free on a $10,000 bond in Jackson. Now, granted, I mean, I think he had a auto theft charge or something like that. But the fact is, like, we're not focusing on the criminals that need to be focused on because right now we've got, you know, leadership whoever you want to call it, who are focusing on trying to make sure that the police in Jackson can't do their job and and the good ones aren't there to do their job. And there are still good cops. I don't mean that. There's There are plenty of good cops oh, in you JPD. You have to separate. But, you know, I, I know it's just weird. This is weird separation of church and state and somewhat when you have to try to separate the good cops on the beat from the the crap in the command. Right. And, you know, the higher up stuff, the ones that are following the mayor's marching orders. Right. You know, this, and George Soros's marching orders. Absolutely. You know, I know people, George Soros has become this conservative boogeyman, and we like to throw his name around and this, that, and the other. But it's real. He's real. He's not Santa Claus. It's real. I mean, look at all the DAs around the country where, in these cities, where George Soros is funding these DAs, mm-hmm. election campaigns, and they're the ones with the highest crime rates. Right. I mean, it's phenomenal. I was looking at a story on OutKick the other day. I, I actually saved it to talk about it. It was like the actual statistical increases in crime in the major blue cities since 2020. Mm-hmm. And it all goes back to they use that George Floyd racist narrative to pivot and say black people are being overcharged, blah, 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 blah. All these things. And they're, uh, they're doing cashless bonds. They're not charging people with felonies for felonies. It's creating an extremely dangerous scenario right. in these blue cities. I got on a rant about it at the end of yesterday's show, and I didn't button it up very well. I said, I think one of the most racist things going on in this country right now, Therese, is coming from the white liberal side pandering to the inner city black stuff and right. continuing to pretend that all this black on black violence is somehow due to white racism. Right. When they, when it, it doesn't have anything to do with and we could just acknowledge that, hey, we have a problem here that ain't a, that doesn't have anything to do with race. Yeah. It has to do with a culture issue and a crime issue and whatever else you want to call it. And it's I don't want to say it's easily fixed, but there's definitely ways to curve the violence. But you're not allowing people to do that. Right. You know, but so we just sit here and pretend like, well, none of this would be happening if it wasn't for uh, institutional racism or, or, or whatever. Stop that! This well, is this is a this is a drug and violence and poverty issue, not a, not a institutional racism issue. Right. Well, and I think it's worth saying, you know, as somebody who, it, on multiple levels, um, I I don't claim to to know more about the inner city than the inner city, but I've been you know exposed to it in a lot of different ways w- between law enforcement and church and and when i say church i go to an inner city church i don't mean like sure. my church went and served soup one time um I, I think it's offensive as hell for any fancy white person to stand up and assume to speak for those people because if you have not been there and i i believe i mean i I'm, I'm saying this with just a little bit of knowledge because i haven't lived there i haven't fought for my life there you know that kind of thing but i think for anyone and i'm thinking of specific people in jackson some media that kind of thing who want to stand up there and pretend like they're you know god's white gift to the voice of the black people 
you are offensive and I don't care about your politics. It's offensive for you to assume that you can stand up and talk for these people on any level. And I say that with humility, as I've said, yes, I've been there. I've seen it more than some white people. I'm never going to try and assume that I know what people in the inner city go through more than what I've seen. But these people with seeing nothing, having never been there, have never. I mean, to me, if you've never been to a homicide scene and heard a mother screaming because her son was just killed in cold blood. You don't have a right to speak for most of these people. Nope. Let's take a break. Come back right here live. Teresa April on the Clay Edwards show. Breaking rules when necessary. Hey, real quick, let me tell you about my guys over at Watchman Security Services, located right here in Rankin County. But, hey, they are statewide. If you Mm -hmm. guys need a home security system, get it with my friends over at WatchmanSecure.com. That's Watchman as in Watchman, not Watchmen. Right. WatchmanSecure.com. And, look, man, if you need a security system, an alarm system, I'm sorry, that's the same thing. A security system, a camera system, uh, closed-circuit television, uh, remote gate access, smart thermostats, any of that stuff, man, they've got you covered. And they've been an Alarm.com certified installer for uh, 15 years, I believe. Great. So look, check them out, WatchmanSecure.com, and you'll see all the different products they have. I, I, you know, I, I beat on this drum a lot, and I use Jackson as my example, but if you've been listening to the show this morning, all the reason – to have cameras in your home Mm -hmm. because if you have to get into it with a bad guy and you have to use deadly force, you're going to need to show that your life was in danger, not just that they were in your home in Jackson. Right. And a a, a camera, a camera don't lie. It's so important. Yeah. It's so important to have all these protections in place. Um, Over the weekend, Boondocks Firearms Training Academy had their um, yearly powwow, which is like just basically a a weekend that women can go out there and take different classes and that kind of thing. Um, And during that time, you know, we had a a spokesperson from um, the national, the U.S. Concealed Carry Association um, who talked to us about when you join the USCCA, um, you have this insurance that you know, basically pays all your lawyer fees, the lawyer of your choice, that kind of thing, if you end up injuring or killing somebody in any kind of self-defense. Um, and while I, I I knew that they were there, I didn't realize they had that. So, I, you know, I ended up buying that insurance because you just don't know today. But when it comes to seeing what's going on inside your house, people think it's creepy that I like to have cameras all over my house. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's not to film what you're doing if you're a guest. It's not to film any of that. I'm not even looking if I know you're in my house. But should something happen and someone breaks in and I'm forced to use lethal force, like you said, it's it's very much a protection. Yeah. Or if your house gets broken into and you want to find out who did it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, mean I, I go to the worst case scenario because the worst case scenario seems to be playing out more and more over often. Over and over again. And, you know, where the, where the, where the victim becomes the criminal. In right. the eyes of the justice system. Um, and, you, you know, and look, camera still ain't a foolproof thing, but at least if the jury gets to see that, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, they'll hopefully let you off like they ended up doing the man there on McDowell Road back in the day. Sure. So get up with WatchmanSecure.com. Those guys will get you taken care of. And they're locally owned, locally operated right here in central Mississippi, former law enforcement guys. And they can do it all for you. I can't say enough about them. Uh, Nathan Knight and his dad. 
have done a lot for me, and I do appreciate them. And I'm just going to tell you, man, it, you, you can't be too safe. Uh, so WatchmanSecure.com. All right, um, let's go to uh, <laughs> uh, real quick. quick sh- shout out to my lawn guy, RC Lawn Care, Richard Coley. Okay. Um, he's been cutting my grass a little bit. He's a big listener of the show. Good. And I've uh, been cutting my yard. And my last two yard cuts, my yard looks better than it has ever looked in the six months I've lived out there. I could not be happier. And uh, <clears throat> I um, just wanted to give him a shout-out real quick. I came home yesterday. My yard was cut. I was like, oh, yes, very nice. Looks good. And so y'all check out RC Lawn Care on Facebook if you need a lawn guy. A little free plug there. All right, on the Guns and Gear text line. said uh, Memphis is one of those blue cities. The DA started a low-to-no bond, and they are – not interested in prosecuting property crimes. The carjackings and shootings associated with the carjackings are out of control, considered a property crime. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so crazy what's going on in Memphis. Is, it's obviously bigger than Jackson. So a lot of times Jackson don't get counted in these in these crime statistics mm-hmm. and uh, whatever because the population is under 200,000. Right. But per capita, Jackson is still number one in homicides, violent crimes, and STDs. So actually, yeah. STDs, we actually are just number one, period, not per capita. So with our small population, we have still got more STDs than some of the bigger cities in the country. Sure. Well, good, and guy, let me, good job, guys. Let me tell this story that I learned this weekend, too. So um, one of the guys at the um, Firearms Training Academy, he was talking about how a guy came in one day and he had two guns and he said, can you teach me how to shoot these? And and this it was uh, Larry Rowlett, the owner of Boondocks, and he's like, well, I'm not an instructor, but I can take you out and show you how to shoot him real fast. So he was shooting, and, and Larry noticed that he had this big cut that went, like, from his, I guess, the back of his neck up to his forehead and then back around his ear, and he had been stitched up and all that kind of stuff. And basically the guy said he was in Jackson, and he got mugged, and they went after him with a knife and they ended up like trying to like they tried to shoot him first, the gun jam. So they basically stab him in the head with this knife and end up cutting half his head open. Um, so he went and got it all taken care of. But when he went to the police, he's like, so how do we how do we investigate this? You know, how do we get this rolling? And they said, we won't. Um, you know, it, you didn't die. So we we don't have the manpower to handle it. So this guy's like, hold up, like. So, aggravated assault at right, minimum. Right. And he's like, so what am I supposed to do? And the cop said, get a gun and learn how to shoot it. Yeah, so, 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 so we can arrest you. Right. <laughs> I mean, in the end, I'm certain that that could happen too. But it was a powerful story because... I hate y'all so much. It's like, seriously, in the end, nobody's coming. You've got to take care of it yourself. And that's not everywhere. I mean, po- the police are still out there doing their jobs. And I'm not trying to take away from that. But... I do hate the fact that there are stories like that out there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Because I, mean, I, you rest assured, if Clay Edwards clubbed somebody up the head, upside the head and robbed him in Jackson <laughs> and didn't kill him, they they would absolutely come and get me. Right. That that's the stuff that's aggravating, and right. and that ain't skepticism. I mean, that's not being skeptical. That is being. Uh, or a conspiracy theorist that that is factual and if you don't think that people have their priorities all wrong just think there is there are multiple officials of the court who are more angry about a smashed windshield and a profanity spoken in court than they are about an innocent man sitting in prison rotting away well unknown to uh, keith on the guns and gear text line says uh, maybe we need some uh, air quotes mostly peaceful protests for fox i think that would 
definitely be important. But the last time they tried it, they were told not to be on the courthouse lawn, which is actually where exactly you're allowed to be. Yep. Uh, Rick has sent a couple texts this morning. I'm going to read through them real quick. There's a great song by One Republic, Too Late to Apologize. I hadn't heard that one in a while. We need to be slapped in the face too many times. We, we've, been, we've been slapped in the face too many times and way too often. If we can agree that there is global plan, that this is being done by a handful of people that want to control everything, then I can get over pretty much any of it. The other talking point, because if we agree on the first, then we are on the same team, first playing different positions. That's total BS. The, I'm talking about the trans stuff here, by the mm, way. Mm-hmm. That's total BS. The trans community, as it's so-called, it not even 1% of the country population, Bud chose to pick a woke status over a realistic position, then took the idea of bad attention is all attention, but took the idea that bad attention is still attention, and they didn't have the chime in at all. They chose to thumb their nose at us. Yeah, sorry, some of these texts come in a little... Sure. <laughs> it's hard to follow them right away. It, yeah. it is. Uh, Roger says, they're not going to apologize because they think they are too big to fail. Same as Walmart. When numbers start to fall in these corporate, comp- in these corporate companies, they will change management and think that things are all better because they got rid of the problem. They think that they can get new customers and fix it all. Yeah, they think they can, they can fire their way into, into the good graces of people without ever you know, a sincere apology. I, you know, I don't even know what a relevant apology looks like or, you know, I don't know how they fix this thing. And uh, on a side note, I mentioned that I ate tacos yesterday on Taco Tuesday. Uh-huh. Um, today is Tuesday. It was a, <laughs> it was Taco Monday. Yeah. You know, so, Life is crazy, Clay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see here. Somebody uh, chimed in earlier on the show and said, uh, Frost Top Root Beer is the best. The only place I can find it is Ace Hardware in Richland. Also, Ward's restaurant makes their own uh, makes their own root beer. Ward's does have great root beer, huh. uh, by the way. And Carl Ray says, "Does Bud Light still have those cans with Dylan on them? Have they pulled their merch?" So, okay, so just to clear that up, uh, as far as the Dylan Mulvaney can, those were never available anywhere. It was a custom made six pack that Bud sent him to celebrate his three hundred and sixty fifth day as a woman, which again. You know, if you're going to be mad at me, if for no other reason you want to be pissed off at Bud, it's because they sit there and they're buying into this he's a woman thing. First okay. off, he still has a wiener. He ain't a woman. Right. Even if he cuts it off, he still ain't a woman. He's just a dude that cut his wiener off. To me, it's like, what about, you know how like when, say, the cell phone store offers a new plan and whatever, and so all the old customers are like, well, can I still get that? You know, like, how come the new customers get that, but I don't get a free phone? As a woman, I want to know, why don't I have a six-pack with my face on it? Because I've been a woman for a lot of days now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, again, if, there's a lot of reasons to be mad about this situation from a lot of different angles, and I understand every one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I as a lifelong, uh, since I was 17, 18 years old, Bud Light drinker, mm-hmm. very loyal to the brand. It, you know, you spent the better part of my life and prior to it marketing as the fun party beer, uh, good times beer, barbecue in the backyard beer, boat beer. You know, it's it, Bud Light is the part of so many of my lifelong memories of having out, having good times, family reunions. All this stuff, and that's how it was marketed as hey, you know, we are the blue collar, hardworking guys' beer. 
Right. It is what it is. Right. And to decide that none of that matters anymore, you know, and then y'all are mad at us. You, you've told us what you are mm-hmm. for 50 years. And now you're telling us that we're wrong for thinking that? Make it make sense. <laughs> Let's take a call here real quick. Hey, you're on there. Hey, man, two things real quick. Um, I'm off today, so I was about to do some hot dogs on the grill, but you said wiener the other, just a minute ago, and I don't think I want hot dogs anymore. <laughs> do, a sal- do, a sausage, um, do a sausage dog. Right, right. Yeah, yeah right. I'm going to have to do that. Second, I just want to be trans rich. That, that's all I want to be, man. I, Amen. I want to identify as rich. Uh, can, it, when, when, when they put that out there, I'm going to be the first assignment to be trans rich, man. So. I'm going to land my plane there, man. I enjoy listening to your show because I don't agree with you all all the time. But, you know, when you get it right, you get it right. And, hey, it's, it's I, I enjoy it, man. I really do. And I enjoy Therese. I used to call her Teresa. I don't know why I couldn't read her name right, but it's well, Therese. So it's okay. It. Everybody does that. I'm not mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but I, I, I enjoy you guys. I'm, I'm going to land my plane and listen to the show. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. Them. Who's hey, that? That's Ryan. That's Ryan? Okay. Ryan. And, uh, look, to, to his point about not agreeing, well, I don't want you to agree with me all the time. Yeah. You know, I like being challenged. I don't think I'm always right. Well, let me say that. I don't feel like I have to always be right. I'm going to be wrong sometimes. I don't mind being challenged and corrected and mm-hmm. forced to think something. You did it to me earlier in the show when yeah. I said, I think they got to apologize. You're like, an apology ain't going to work. I sat there and played it back in my head. Like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. An apology ain't going to work. I don't know what they do. Well, and I respect what he just did, which is I like you guys. I like listening. Sometimes I don't agree. Thanks for being here. And that's exactly how I feel about him. Like, you know what? It, anyone who can rationally say, I disagree with you, but I like you anyway. Yeah. I am 100% in your corner. Thank you, Ryan. Absolutely. Let's take a break. Come back. Land our plane for the day. This is The Clay Edwards Show with Therese April from DarkHorsePressNow.com. Hey, I think we are back live. Well, guys, yeah. that's the first time I've ever actually heard a real civil emergency come through on the uh, airwaves there. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't make a whole lot of sense as far as the specific location of what did they say Sixth Street and South Street? Yeah, I think that's what they said. That's and not they in kept Jackson. saying Yeah, they kept saying May fifth, but I, I, I mean, I just assume that means May first. Yeah. Um, I'm looking on Facebook to see if I see anything. Yeah. So Rick texted in and said that emergency message doesn't. Uh, that emergency message screams Hunger Games. It was creepy. Yeah, that was creepy. Real creepy. Hey, look, Terrence, we got ten seconds left. Thank you so much. Y'all follow darkhorsepressnow.com for an update on that story. Teresa's is all over it over here. Yeah. And uh, that was weird, man. That's the first time I've ever heard a real one. Uh, it's coming up. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.